Just a warning, this episode is graphic and does discuss violence, torture, and abuse. Listener discretion is advised. Sorry. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Pretty fun. <laughs> this one puts yours to shame, Lucy, if I'm being honest. Which one? Olga? All of them. All, All of your yeah, graphic I did, ones. I just choose them. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited, but I also know that I won't get any sleep for the next couple of nights. So just let's just get it done. Make sure that you've had your your lunch. Maybe reconsider <laughs> your dinner. That's all oh, I'm going say. Okay. All right. Buckle Lord. up, ladies. Welcome back to another episode of the Fierce Females of History podcast, where we tell the stories of women through history that you should know about. I'm Talissa. I'm Lucy. And I'm Erin. I nearly said Fierce Females of History project. I mean, I don't know why. It is a project. It is a side project. A passion project, if you will. <laughs> I don't know. That was a weird a working one. project. Working progress <laughs> project. I don't know. We can always improve. We can always thrive and survive and improve and flourish, you know. I don't know. So true. Did not expect to (laughs) feel so inspired by that man. Well, let me just say, today's fierce female of history is more of a ferocious female of history, if you know what Mm -hmm. I mean. Okay. Okay. And I know that we do, we have been chatting about doing some more controversial women, Mm -hmm. problematic women. This one is just straight up sadistic. Nice. <laughs> she just goes all the way to the end of the spectrum. Do you know what, though, Erin? I'm really in the mood for this today. Good. Yeah, Lucy had a bad date and she's so ready for this, <laughs> this story. This is just what you need. Yeah. Did you realise how bad she was going to be when you first started? Because um, we kind of had talked about, I know who you're doing. Yeah. We, you'd mentioned the name and I was like, oh, yeah, cool, do that. That's great. Great mm, idea. Mm. But I didn't realise, is it, how bad are we talking? Like, did you realise how bad it was going to be before you started researching? Well, how her? much do you know about her? Just just her name and kind of a vibe. Okay, I'm just right. going off the really intense content warning at the beginning that was <laughs> yeah. like, you will vomit. <laughs> I'm here for well, it. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's very unsettling content. And we did get a request from a listener, so if you're not enjoying this podcast, just blame him. Uh, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just dive in. Without further ado, here is the story of perhaps the most ancient serial killer on record nicknamed the countess dracula or the blood countess this is the true story true story of elizabeth bathory this woman was pure evil yes when i say evil i mean it if if, i know we, we try to avoid bringing up game of thrones but here we are bringing up game of thrones again this woman makes uh, Cersei Lannister and Joffrey Lannister and even that Ramsay dude look like a walk in the park. Oh, or potentially potentially gross. they had some really intensely disturbing dinner parties together and no one should have been invited to those. Either way, Elizabeth Bathory, born Elizabeth, but I'm going to call her Elizabeth or Liz, uh, she was born on the 7th of August in 1560 in Nirbator, Kingdom of Hungary. Uh, She was born into a very wealthy and prominent family and very powerful, high-up family and had a very affluent and also slightly disturbing 
upbringing. While she did receive a very good education, learnt several languages and grew up very fortunate uh, in a materialistic sense, she was a child of incest. Her parents were oh, first, no. yeah, her parents were first cousins, which, okay, not totally weird yeah. for the time. It's, it's you know, the 1500s, but she did have a lot of health issues as a kid. Most notably, mm. um, she had really bad epilepsy and a lot of historians have attributed that to potentially her ancestral genes. Especially because they probably weren't the first ones to be incest. If like no, exactly. Vibe, probably a long line of it. Yeah, exactly. Good times. Great start. She also had mm-hmm. really bad um, anger issues. And I know I said so. She had really bad epilepsy as a kid. And now, if you just cast your mind back a little bit to those days, if you can dabble in that at all, a lot of those epileptic fits were attributed to demons and witches <gasps> possessing oh, bodies so to them that's what that that's what was happening right obviously uh, no medical reason no of course and there was I was doing all this I was reading these crazy articles about all these different ancient cultures and how they would what they thought epilepsy was and that was definitely sort of the blanket view and then also the different treatments and remedies that they would use including and how's this for a little or uh foreshadowing rubbing blood of people who don't have epilepsy on the lips and or drinking from a skull Gross. effective exactly resourceful (laughs) if you ask me so yeah this poor kid was set up to fail let's be honest uh but then she just you know added 10 degrees on top of that. So as a kid, she also witnessed lots of violence and abuse. Her family was prone to inflict pain, punishment and or torture on servants or people who did commit crimes. So that probably also had a lot to do with her uh, issues as a child, I would assume. (laughs) Um, Some historians also claim that her family members were affiliated with witchcraft and Satanism. Uh, yeah, look, again, set up to fail. I'm not seeing anything wrong with this woman yet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just to really set the pace. To add to this, apparently when she was a kid, a man who stole uh, was being punished by having his body sewn into a horse and left to die. (gasps) Not only was Liz, oh, God, I've already lost her. You may need to to tap out of this episode. It's, like, going to get so much worse. She's oh, yeah, she's like gagging. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. Okay, but that 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 is objectively disgusting. Thank That's you. Gross. It does get so worse. Uh, worse. Uh, not only <laughs> was our little Lizzie okay with it, she was also apparently laughing at the time of this. Uh, anyways, moving on. <laughs> By the age of about 10, uh, apparently she was very beautiful as a 10-year-old and I can can only assume very vain. And around this time, at the ripe old age of 10, she became engaged to a 15-year-old boy named Count Ferenc Nadarsky and uh, she went to live with him. Whoa! Obviously that, you know, back then they they were set up for marriage, left, right and centre. 10 though. And the earlier the better. But she she wasn't marrying to him at 10. 
uh, she married him at 15. So much better. Um, but, like, they basically were like, they were like, but you've seen Game of Thrones. It's the same thing. They're like, you're going to marry that one, off you pop, go mm-hmm. live with them until the time has come. So yeah. that's what she did. Uh, she went to go and move in with her hubby. Um, she, at, at the age of 13, she apparently had an affair with a peasant boy. An affair. An affair. She was, yes. <laughs> at, the age, at the age of fifth, uh, 13, sorry. She had an affair with a peasant boy. <laughs> I did say that correctly. Apparently she was quite uh, sexual, which whatever. You do you, boo. Uh, she so fell pregnant to the peasant <gasps> boy, which obviously was a big no-no. Apparently that baby was given to some random woman to take or it was hidden or I don't know, maybe even killed. I don't think it was killed though. More sources say that it was given away secretly. Okay. And then our poor old peasant boy was castrated and thrown to the wolves. <laughs> wow. You'd, I know. Yeah. Was, oh. All he did was a bit of underage bonking. We've I all know. been there. No, it was an affair, Clarissa. It, it was, was an, an affair. affair. <laughs> Which sounds like it just sounds it's like such a grand term for like 13-year-olds. Oh yeah. Like an affair. It's like affair at 13 feels like it's not the same obviously because it's children but it's like me going to a divorce party at the moment like I went to my friend's divorce <laughs> party and I haven't even been to that many weddings yet like it just feels very <laughs> premature it to does. be going to divorce parties to be having an affair at 13 feels premature. yeah it's like she should be drinking red wine and I don't know hanging Matisse paintings in her in her apartment <laughs> if she's gonna be having an affair like at 13 <laughs> god knows what I was doing I wasn't certainly wasn't having affairs I don't know MSN messenger was pretty savage Oh, true. <laughs> and your top Bebo friends and MySpace. Oh, my Lord. MySpace. May as well have been having affairs. <laughs> but as we always learn with these stories, they grow up pretty quickly against their will. Um, and for Liz, well, there was no, no difference there. When she was 15, her and Ferenc, who was 19, got married. She kept her name because she had a higher social status than him, which is mm-hmm. like cool, whatever. Uh, they got married. They had a huge three-day party with four and a half thousand guests. Whoa! These two are whoa super low key. He for her wedding gift, he gave her a castle. Cute. I like that. <laughs> oh, do you? That castle was called Castle of Chastist, which is located in modern-day Slovakia, just for reference, and it. Being- it- Yep, and it became the location of most of Elizabeth's brutal crimes. Oh, I want to be less excited now. Yes. Can I be less excited? Thank yes, you. you definitely can. <laughs> Just to let you know, if there's ever a slight peak in this uh, story, there's certainly going to be a follow-up trough. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure. Okay, so these two get married, they've got their castle, life's dandy, they become the ultimate power couple, two powerful families (laughs) uniting as one. They both also loved their power trip and would often bond over violence and punishment on their servants. Imagine putting that on your hinge profile. I know, right? (laughs) I like long walks on the beach, a glass of bread. And violence against my servants. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Heaven. Yeah. Oh, and also pineapple <laughs> does go on pizza. 
<laughs> um, no, it doesn't. I mean, I can handle the torture, the servants thing, but the pineapple and pizza, Lucy, that's way too far. So they're hanging out, they're bonding, uh, torturing their servants. Life's good. Her husband, <laughs> <laughs> for them, her husband taught her a lot about torture uh, and she already had this really distraught upbringing in her background. So those two put together, yikes. Match made in hell. Apparently. He makes me he, better. What can I say? Yeah. He brings out the best in me. Um, of myself. I love waking up next to him and thinking of all the limbs we're going to cut off that day. Mm, <laughs> love. A girl can dream. Apparently he gave her a clawed glove to scratch up the faces of disobedient girls, which is just fucking horrifying. But also reminds <laughs> me of Lady Gaga in American Horror Story. She had a glove with the nails on it and I was like, oh, that's fierce. But now I'm like, oh, that's horrifying. Sometimes drag queens wear gloves with nails on them. So does Dolly Parton. That too. Drag queens. Mm-hmm. Now I'm never going to look at drag queens the same ever again. Yeah, wow. Valentina. Sorry. Mm-hmm. She's actually a vampire. It's her, um, Valentina. It is torture. Uh, exactly. Okay. Uh, the two of them gave birth to five children. Apparently there's some mixed reviews here in terms of the kids. She gave birth to five children. Apparently two died as infants, two, but two daughters and a son survived. She also apparently had another kid Someone said they had eight kids, and I don't think that's including the one that she secretly gave away. But can I be completely honest? I don't even think she knows how many kids she had because she never <laughs> had anything to do with them. Like okay. she was way too busy wow. torturing her servants and <laughs> living her best life to know where her kids were, how many kids she had, what they were doing. I'm not even kidding. Um, oh, yeah. In And obviously they live in the castle, so she didn't really even have to have anything to do with them. I mean, living the dream really. Okay, so in 1578, Ferenc gets a promotion. He becomes chief commander of the Hungarian troops, leading them to war against the Ottomans. Now, apparently he was a pretty good fighter. He's known for his super brutal killings, as we can imagine. But it meant that him going off to war, being this great fighter, they didn't really have a lot to do with each other. So whenever they did reconvene, it was like, let's bond over more torture. Oh, so good to see you, honey. And then off he went again. As a result, Liz stepped in to manage a lot of the business affairs, run the estates. She also took on the responsibility of the Hungarian and Slovakian people. And she did care for them and she actually did a pretty good job at keeping the estate in order. Um, She provided medical care to people, food and shelter, and this was particularly uh, important during the time of the Long War, which ran for about 13 years, and her husband was there on and off. Uh, During this period, there was a significant threat to the village as she, so she had to work really hard to protect the estates and she pretty much did very successfully. Um, the long war also did a massive number on the local economy, but she still thrived. She was sent expensive gifts by a hubby and they actually got so rich that they ended up lending money to the Hungarian empire. So that's great, but it also meant that their power and status just boosted even higher than it already was, which is dangerous when you're that type of person. (laughs) She was protective of her people though, but I think it was all part of her, you know, ploy. Uh, there were several instances where Elizabeth gave refuge to peasants, particularly women, uh, poor women, including one whose husband was captured by the Ottomans and another woman whose daughter was pregnant after being raped. So she did give off this I care about you image, but I don't know. She's also the worst person in the world. So let's let's not get too excited about that. Um, it was from around this time as well that young girls and women started to go missing. 
Dun, dun, dun. Ooh. Uh, in 1601, a woman named Anna de Volier, rumoured to be a witch, moved into the house, moved into the castle. I don't even know where she came from, but she just rocked up and was like, yo, I'm moving in, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air style, <laughs> and <laughs> set up at camp inside the castle. Now, yes, I said she was rumoured to be a witch uh, and she was all into the Satanism, witchery, witchcraft vibe. That casual stuff. So naturally this really ramped up Liz's whole sadistic vibe. It really took it up a notch. Mm-hmm. Uh, she fueled Elizabeth's violence uh, and encouraged the torture and then also taught her how to kill. Women supporting women. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> girls got goals. Yeah, <laughs> um, real queens fix each other's crowns. Exactly. Yes. That's so true, Lucy. Hashtag girl boss, hashtag lean in. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm laughing, but I'm scared. Yeah, laughing but crying through this whole story. <laughs> you have to. You really have to. So, okay, they've got lots of peasant girls there. They were being punished and used for torture, and now they were being used to also be killed. Sad face. The saddest part is that no one could really do or say anything about it. Did you just say how- sad face about girls being killed? <laughs> well, I typed a sad face. <laughs> sad face. It's in my notes. <laughs> um, the really sad part, though, is that no one could really do or say anything about it because of how freaking powerful she was. Um, yeah, intense. Angry face. And, and also <laughs> to add to angry face, and I hate to say it out loud, but also in those days peasants, especially women peasants, were relatively disposable. Ooh. Yeah, no one cared about them. But we care. We care. We care. We care about you. We care, concerned face. We do. <laughs> Emojis <laughs> to get me through. Story of my life. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so by, uh, by this time her family did start to grow suspicious. I mean, she was doing it all under her own very large roof. Um, but, again, they couldn't really say anything. She ruled the roost. Rumours also began to spread. Uh, but, yeah, she was just a woman on a mission, you know? She was no, no, I don't know. I don't relate to this at all. <laughs> Sorry, can't relate. Uh, she was thrown off a little bit though when the priests started getting suspicious because they had Ooh. to keep going. They kept being called to the castle for these funeral proceedings for these young women, these young women and peasants who had died, uh, apparently after quote unquote being sick, and then they were like, Girl, what? And then one priest in particular particular actually said to her quoted from the time, girl, <laughs> what? I can just I can picture it. Oh yeah. Well one priest was actually actually said something. Cause remember, priests were very, very respected back then. Yeah. They were like as pretty much as high as royalty up then back then. Um, and one priest was like, no, nah, I'm gonna say something. This is getting real sus. So he pulled her aside and went, Hey, look, yeah, this is pretty sus um <laughs> i've spoken to god and he kind of said <laughs> look if you're gonna turn this is him being like god said to me if i'm gonna keep turning a blind eye to this 
I'm going to be in shit, you're going to be in (laughs) shit, and I mean, let's be real here, all we've got to do is dig up these bodies and it's going to be pretty obvious that they didn't just get sick and die. You know what I'm saying, Liz? Mm -hmm. You're Mm -hmm. on my page or you're riding my wave. (laughs) And she was like, how dare you speak to me that way? Do you know who I am? I created you. I created this world. She was a full-blown narcissist, obviously, at this point. She was like, you can't speak to me that way. Do you not know who I am? Blah, 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 blah. Storms off. And then her husband had to come in and cool things over with the priest. So it was all good again. (laughs) My favourite thing about this is your retelling (laughs) because not only (laughs) would it have been in like really formal language, it would have been in another language. It would have been in, what was it, like Hungarian or something? It would have been Hungarian or vampiric. imagine this beautiful like old classic Hungarian language (laughs) because of the time and then your subtitles coming up down the bottom. Hey, I'm just quoting history. Sue me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so she got the shits, walked off, and then the husband came in and was like, don't worry, it's cool. She's just on her rags, you know. And he's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Anyways. um, (laughs) So she kept doing her thing, kept torturing the peasants, yada, yada, yada. She uh, in 1604, Ferenc passed away at the age of 48. It's believed he had suffered a long illness which caused debilitating pain in his legs. And then he was uh, from I feel like then that's on. that's called karma, right? A man with. <laughs> well, look, yeah. Not feeling too bad for him, that's for sure. <laughs> he never fully recovered. He eventually passed away. They had been married for 29 years by this point, which is pretty impressive. But, you know, wow. that probably helps when he's never there. Um, that's the only way I can imagine staying with someone that long. Before dying, though, he did entrust his heirs and his widow to a man, a powerful Hungarian magnate mm. named Georgi Thurzo, and I could definitely be saying that wrong, but I'm just going to go <laughs> with it. So another man who just loves a power trip, really. And basically he was like, yo, look over my fam, peace out. Okay, so they'd been married for 29 years. He passes away. She's 44 years old by this point. Anyways, so around this time, she was really sad about her husband dying, her her partner in crime, literally. And this is where she really ramped up her torture and killing spree on servant girls. She became even more sadistic, if that's even possible. Everyone has different coping mechanisms. Yeah, true. Judge. I can't judge people for the way they grieve. Doesn't make all of them right, though. Um, there are ones that are. Oh, we can probably yeah. judge them for homicide, though, can't we? Yep, yeah, mm-hmm, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of homicide, she built a mini team of accomplices to help her carry out her homicides, which is fun. Part of this team, making up this team, was Anna, who is the lady that moved in, who is apparently a witch. Uh, a lady called Iona Joy, who was the nurse who looked after her children that she apparently had. Her friend named Dorka, which is already rather unfortunate. Uh, a washerwoman named Catalan, and a teenager named Fitz Fitzco. Tag yourself. I'm Fitzco. <laughs> Tag your crew. Um, more on Fitzco. Apparently, she was, and I don't know if this is politically correct. I'm just reading from the source. A disfigured teen, and I can only imagine that she may have been disfigured against her will. And I also, I also believe she may have been killed before 
the end of this whole fiasco, which is also very fucked up. But she was part of the crew, <laughs> the murder crew. It's like, it's like one of those um, Avengers movies. Yeah. Murder bad. crew, unite. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> team Lizzie. Uh, and apparently Anna and Dorka were the worst uh, and they used to, like, try to outdo each other with their torches. Like, okay, bitch, calm down. It's not Olympic sport. You know when you're, you're going somewhere or you've got something on and your friends start, like, hyping you up and it's just like, oh, dude, let's do shots. Oh, let's put music on, put music on. And it just, like, escalates and then you get, like, blackout drunk. And before you're like, where, where did we get here? Like, it yeah, started yeah. so fine. And then now I'm passed out on my friend's couch throwing up on myself. Do you think And there are three people like who are dead. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like it just like started all like a little bit a little bit torture yes a bit fun and then like murder 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 like wh- at what point do you go i think she sounds like a cult leader oh i'm yeah. getting cult yes. yeah but she was also incredibly powerful and i wouldn't even put it past the fact that these people were um put into this crew against their will even and then from True. then on it became a way of life you but, know, you know, what's the thing about you don't know it's hot water until it's boiling something, something. Exactly. You know? And this is where her torture and killing went from being a hobby to, like, a full-time occupation. I, just, I don't know. I feel like by the time you're starting to torture, torture someone, you're already in the hot water. Like, I, I do wonder what is the entry, the gateway drug, I guess, in terms of torture? Um, Probably being, being or maybe. S&M? Uh, well. S- S&M? Le- let's get into Kinky, you know, a bit more detail about the Yay. tortures. If you're not into detail about torture, which you shouldn't be into, let's be honest, uh, <laughs> maybe just like skip the next minute or two. Okay. Okay. Let's do this. A lot of the time, the trigger punishment for torture uh, for the servant girls would have been to make a mistake in their duties. And I'm talking as simple as missing a stitch whilst sewing. This would often result in Liz staring them down, yelling at them, then hitting them and smacking them, which would then often escalate to being stabbed with a sewing needle or putting the needles under their fingernails. Oh, God. In one instance or maybe even more than one instance, she said to them, pull it out if it hurts you. And they pulled it out and then she cut their finger off. So, yeah. Other forms of torture included covering the victim in honey and leaving them outside for insects to devour, making them take an ice bath in the middle of winter, cutting off body parts, noses, fingers, lips, whipping, starvation, biting flesh, uh, burning uh, often disfiguring genitals, which historians have attributed to her characteristics oh. as a sadomasochist, um, which, oh as we know, goodness. is someone who gets sexual pleasure out of torture and pain. There are sources that also say that there was some cannibalism going on in that torture chamber. Now, I don't know if this was her eating human flesh, her accomplices I dare you to do it. No, I dare you to do it. No, you go first. Or making the person who was being tortured eat. I don't know. Look, you know what? Details that don't need to be detailed. So bad. So bad. 
Later depictions of Elizabeth show her bathing in the blood of her victims. Now, this has gone on to be the thing that she is probably most notable for. Some depictions say that it was for her to retain her youth. I mean, she's mid to late 40s by now, which as we know back then is like 80s. She's struggling with that. You know, all of her victims were women. But the whole bathing in blood motif is most likely a rumour. Or a folktale, though. We will get to more on that a bit later. But at this point, I'm not really surprised if it was true because a few bloodbaths here and there for her don't really seem too far from the truth. And uh, I just wanted the excuse to write Elizabeth Bathory turned into Elizabeth Bloodbathory. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> Goes with the name. It's weird because I knew the bloodbath thing. Yes, but it and- actually is most likely not true. Yeah, but for some reason, when I first heard that, I was like, ah, ha, ha. And now in context, I'm like, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like it really no. hits you more in the feels yeah. with more context. Yeah, it goes from, oh, Kimmy K injecting her face with her blood to, oh. Thank you. Oh, that's mm. what we're doing. Oh, mm. yes. And, okay. and and like a lot of depictions of her throughout history, um, bathing in blood, retaining her youth, Da 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 da. Does seem like a skincare routine sort of vibe, but really, she was just a psychopath. Part of me thinks is that like male historians being like, "Oh, she was just trying to keep her youthfulness," and it's like, "Well, no, no. Um, she was just fucked. Yeah, maybe she was just a Um, fully fledged psycho, and it's got nothing to do with gender. She was just batshit crazy." During her time in that castle, Elizabeth had over four hundred servant girls at her fingertips, many, many of them suffering and dying under her roof. But as you can imagine, the more servants you torture and kill, the more you have to rehire. So Liz was getting pretty sick and tired of having to do that, uh, having to rehire, do the... Onboarding uh, people is is very hard work. Yeah, the recruitment rounds were wearing thin. Absolute revolving door. Oh, what a a struggle. I would have been so busy. I know, I know, I know. High churn, high turnover rate. Her recruitment recruitment team were just like, we can't do this anymore. We're actually physically running out of people to employ in your castle. Now you're killing us, so... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, how many people were even alive back then? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so at this point, she's getting over, having to kill all her employees. She's like, uh, who's going to wash my feet? (laughs) Having to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's running. This is her everyday uh, uh, full-time occupation now. Like, it's not just a hobby anymore. Oh, my God. Today. She sounds like a busy working mum who's just she's signed on to a brand new pyramid busy, scheme. Super busy. And like she's got she's got her team, but like, you know, there's only so much they can do. Um oh how many more people does she have to kill before she gets the like pink themed car, I wonder? Oh. Like how long till she's at the top of the pyramid? I don't yeah. know. It's Good like a question. murder pyramid scheme, isn't it? Mm. It is, it mm-hmm. definitely is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so as a result, she really ramped up oh, the rumors did ramp up by this point because of so many things that were coming out of that castle but you know people are too scared to say anything um and of course she's annoyed she has to keep killing her employees so she thought i have the best idea ever i'm gonna create a finishing school for young women to come and learn etiquette and how to be a woman and 
educate them and give them a better life and they're going to love it and they're going to love me for it. And that's what she did. So she started to invite not peasant girls that people quote unquote didn't care about. She started, idiot, inviting people from the village and people who were like pretty high up in the social classes, not as high as her obviously or her family, but, you know, people who had a little bit more pull in the community. She's inviting their daughters to the castle. Oh, this would be great, babe. I'll teach you how to use a knife and fork. You'll love it. Neck minute. (laughs) Dead. I love that it's that that it's a finishing school and it literally is oh. like a finishing school in so many meanings of the word. Yeah, I'm not wrong. I mean, she wasn't lying. Come no, to my finishing lying. school. It was all in there. It was in the. It was in. Literally, yeah. these girls only have themselves to blame. Literally, I'm joking. <laughs> Don't worry. So, as you can imagine, yeah, it's not smart what she's doing. No, exactly. But like business wise, um, not great. Well. Business-wise, great because it started to bring money in and apparently their um, fortune was starting to wane a bit there. Sure. By this point. Maybe I should have said criminal business-wise. Criminal business-wise, not a smart move. She got, no. too, she got too cocky, which always happens with serial killers. They get too it's confident and they get lazy or too confident and then they miss things. They mm-hmm. oversee detail. And even in the 1600s, this is the case for her. I mean... She creates this finishing school, which then these people, these young girls start going missing. On top of that, she's also making, um, resorting to having young women abducted, which is fucking terrifying. Sounds expensive too. Expensive as well, yeah. And so naturally these rumours are starting to get more traction now. Holy crap. Right? She's actually like, yeah, she's full on, isn't she? Oh, yeah. Anyways, so as a result, these rumours start to gain traction ministers started making complaints against her to the higher-ups. And like I said, the church was all holy and powerful. Eventually, the guy that was brought in to oversee, like her, her, her husband's mate who is looking out for them, that Georgi Thuzo, Thurzo guy, he is ordered to investigate. And he's mm-hmm. like... No worries. I'm 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 around. I, I can get the ins and outs. I'm on it. So he starts stepping in. He starts investigating. He put on his uh, SV, SVU pants and he starts investigating. He starts taking witness statements and collecting evidence. Dun 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 dun. dun. This is when that theme song's on in the background. Dun 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 dun. And then he's collecting evidence full on. This is actually, this case, Elliot Stabler and Olivia Benson would have been all over it, Mm -hmm. all over it, up and down Mm -hmm. and around it. They'd be on this case. So anyways, Thurzo, a.k.a. Elliot Stabler, Stabler, was on the case. He starts getting (laughs) evidence. He starts getting witness statements. Uh, uh, He ends up um, getting witness statements from over 300 people. According to some of these testimonies. Solid. Some of her first victims were as young as 10 or to 14, oh, which no. is heartbreaking. Little babies. Some witnesses even named relatives who had died after going there for the etiquette classes. Others reported having seen traces of torture on dead bodies. <gasps> and some of those were buried in graveyards, others in unmarked locations. So these bodies were literally mm. just turning up in these 
catastrophic states and people were like, oh what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You know what's really sad too? Like you said about the the peasants, girls, whatever you're going to call them, like their servants, like so many of them wouldn't have been ca- accounted for. Like the mm-hmm. girls that went to the finishing school probably had families and yep, exactly. stuff who knew where they were going and there was a trace of them. But I wonder how many mm-hmm. people there was no – evidence that ever been there like their lives were taken from them and they were tortured and horrible things happened but no one will ever know what happened does that make sense like exactly. yeah they like wiped off the face of the earth it's sad yeah and not yeah it's, it's heartbreaking this woman mm. is so evil pure 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 yeah. evil okay so he's collecting his evidence he's building his case on the 30th of december 1610 thurzo went to the castle And he arrested her and her team of accomplices. Now, apparently, there is mixed reviews. Apparently, she was in the middle of torturing a victim. Okay. Others say that uh, a dead body, like a dead girl and a current victim being held against their will were found in the castle. And others say that she was just in the middle of dinner. But I think maybe all three were happening (laughs) at once if we're talking about her. Yeah, sounds like it's potential, yeah. At this stage. She's arrested along with her accomplices, her oh murder God. crew, Liz's murder crew. They are also arrested. They are all taken away, tortured to get information out of them, which is like, well, Soz, but you had it coming. Yeah. Although two wrongs don't make a right. They're tortured. I don't know. I'm kind of like, that's what you get. Yeah, totally. They're tortured to get more information out of them. They're all sentenced to death. Lizzie, on the other hand, is placed on house arrest. Mm. Yes. Uh, they did want to execute her, but her son argued that it was too dramatic and damaging to the reputation of the family. Yeah. The reputation. Oh, was it? But, again, they were very powerful. They were very mm. high up in the ranks. So the fact that this guy who who was clearly a good choice for the case to go in and investigate that's pretty ballsy knowing how Mm. powerful this woman was um so during the trial the witnesses came forward her team of accomplices all confessed more detail under torture like i said um and they were executed now as i mentioned earlier that bath rumor was kind of dubbed a rumor because no witness or accomplice ever mentioned anything about bathing in the blood Mm. they gave details about everything else the the forms of torture and what they did and what they did with the bodies and how they got them and blah 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 blah. but they never said anything about her bathing in blood but they did all pretty much mention how much blood was on the floor and how annoying it was how annoying it was for them to have to keep cleaning it up i mean Mm. that's working with here but yeah it is a real ohs issue it is health and safety it is slipping hazard let's be real slipping it hazard it is you don't you want to leave slip some dangerous stuff with the sharp things in the room definitely exactly right Too um dangerous. but yeah so no one really said anything about bathing in the blood but there was a lot of blood talk elsewhere while some sources nice. say that she was kept in a brick room inside the castles most say that she was just allowed to move freely due to her powerful position and i'd say that probably was definitely the case On the evening of the 20th of August, 1614, she complained to her bodyguard that her hands were cold. He said, it's nothing, just go to bed. She went to bed and the next morning at the age of 54 years old, she was found dead. Well, 
I think slash am making my own hypothesis that it was (gasps) something sinister happened. Poison. Mm. Wouldn't that be nice? And maybe it was the bodyguard too. Like, bitch, I'm over you. Go to bed. Torture's too – I mean, poison's too quick though. I know. You know? I know. But I feel like she was very protected as well. Yeah. So it would have been hard to do anything too crazy. Um, but, yeah, I'm just going to wishful thinking that she she was poisoned yeah. to death. She was buried in the church of uh, that town where she where the castle was, but according to the, some sources, the villagers were super pissed off about her being buried there, so she had I to bet. be uprooted and put in her family uh, crypt. But apparently no one actually knows where her body is right now, so she could <gasps> definitely be floating around be haunting alive. everyone. Yep, yeah. or still alive. Technically, with all those blood bugs. I mean, she's dead, Talissa. She's dead. I promise she's dead. She's not going to haunt you. <laughs> what about her kids? That's my question. Yeah, true. Where the generation, how's their health? What are we doing about them? I know. Are they okay? No, they're they not okay. Do they get some support? Definitely not. Are they making some safe choices? Definitely not. Especially considering one of them didn't want her to be executed. I mean, I know it's your mom, but still. That was my room. mom. She has to fed go. Snap. Yeah. You got to go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, here's a spanner for you. <gasps> Some say this whole side of her story is a conspiracy. What? Some say, I love saying that. Some say, as in historians, say the proceedings against her were largely politically motivated, possibly due to her extensive wealth and ownership of large areas of land in Hungary escalating Mm -hmm. after the death of her husband. We know she was powerful. We know she was wealthy. We know that she had a lot of pull with the empire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We know that she was a woman who was doing all of these things. Mm-hmm. We know that people mm-hmm. didn't like when women did all of these things. Yeah. We also know that the person who was investigating her was also very powerful. And we know that those investigations were sparked by a Lutheran minister and she was not raised Lutheran. So there could have been religious tension there. Another reason why this could have been a conspiracy. There are also arguments that the physical evidence was exaggerated by that Thurzo guy who was the Elliot Stabler investigator Mm -hmm. and that he misrepresented the dead and wounded patients as her victims to disgrace her and benefit his own political state ambitions. Wild. Wow. I I can see that. My question is how do you exaggerate it? There has to be something as, as unless, they're, unless they're picking up bodies from other things that are not related to her at all. They'll be the yeah. only way. Or was he going in? Was he going in and putting the injuries in these bodies? Yeah. And then being like, look what I found. What about the people uh, whose children or whatever were missing? Yeah. I know. This is this 300 is the, witnesses. This is the argument. Have we checked them out? We can't go back in time. I know. This is why when we're like, what superpower would you want? I don't normally say time travel, but in this instance, I, I still don't want time travel because then she could kill me. But someone <laughs> brave me to go back and figure this out. Yeah, I know. But, but that's the thing with history, as we always find. Mm-hmm. You know, it uh, 
the authors that write up on these stories and 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 the people that keep these stories going are usually men. Mm-hmm. Mm. The people in this story were powerful men that yeah. had affiliations with a powerful woman. Yeah. But I'm just going to go with the fact that she was a sadistic murderess. And sounds accurate. It sounds really accurate. I mean, if all the things from her childhood are true, I mean, if she just went along with her life and was like, and I'm not trying to assume that anyone that has this kind of childhood trauma has to go on to become a serial killer. I mean, it no, is a common denominator though. Mm. But if she, for argument's sake, especially in the time, had that childhood and then just went on to be like, hey, I'm just going to be super successful and have a chill time and like not have any and like have this crazy sadistic husband. I don't mm. know. There's some dots that are not connecting and there's a lot of dots that are and that's. Yeah, I just think she did it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a lot of witnesses and a lot of bodies. Mm. That's a huge body count. Speaking of body count, the exact number of victims is unknown. Right. But it is said to have been as high as 650. Holy crap. Yep. And so much so, the Guinness World of Records book has like book. The Guinness World of Records has (laughs) dubbed her the most prolific female murderer of all time. So I think they said female because how many is the male one murdered? Oh, the male murderers are just off the charts. That's Although, next level. But I guess it comes down to like specifics as well. I mean, she she could be the most prolific murderer, but they've listed her as the most prolific female murderer and of all time. Yeah. Mm. Scary lady. Mm-hmm. Love. And uh, on that light note, that's the story of uh, Elizabeth Bathory. I hope you all have a great sleep tonight. Nice. Thank you. Terrifying. I'll be calling you got- at midnight when I can't get to sleep. Oh, yeah. If anyone invites you to an etiquette class, don't go. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Thank you, Erin. That was fascinating <laughs> and disturbing. And, yeah, wow. Sorry. Lots to, lots to think about. Mm. Sorry. Well, I did mention um, Elliot Stabler, so I'm going to send you a photo of his bum and that will make everything better. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it too. Yeah, that's a juicy batus. It's a juicy batus. So it really is. Let's leave on that note, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, there's an Instagram called Elliot Stabler's butt. (laughs) (laughs) I love the internet. It's just so juicy. You've got something like that that you want to send us? uh, You can hit us up in a couple of places, as long as it's legal. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, we've got Facebook and Instagram, and the handles there are Fierce Females Podcast on Instagram and Fierce Females of History on Facebook. Gmail too, it's Fierce Females of History at gmail.com. Or do you know what? I've been trying to think of what the sign off is for this episode, but they're all too violent and too bloody to even suggest so i'm just going to say just do what erin and talissa said this time take a break don't kill anyone in the name of communicating with us please agree (laughs) keep your hands to yourself yeah just play it safe yeah don't murder murder is bad we don't endorse murder yeah really we don't (laughs) 